Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Ladies, gentlemen, I'm here with another episode of Multiple Voices, and with me is the lovely Shannon Lawrence. Say hello, Shannon, hello, everybody. to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Lawrence is uh, speaking to us from Colorado Springs in Colorado, and we were talking about Colorado right before I pressed record, and uh, we'll 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 bring part of that into our conversation. Who? is she. Okay. This is one of my most interesting, uh, how can I put it, episodes concerning writing. Why? Because those of you who know me have, I know that I have a YouTube channel and we talk about all things spiritual, but it's 80%, I wouldn't say paranormal, but other normal. And so we do mediumship, we talk about spirits, we talk about... So when I come up with a beautiful opportunity like this, and I'm not joking, Shannon, it's interesting to understand what the process is for you personally to get ideas into your books. And I'm saying things about you, I didn't even um, introduce you. She's a horror short story and nonfiction author, as well as a true crime and paranormal podcaster. And of course, she's a mom and a wife, a hiker and a photographer. <laughs> Let, let's start with your podcast. I see that it's called The Warrior Muse. Where did that name come from? So The Warrior Muse is actually kind of my writing world. And then my podcast is mm. Mysteries, Monsters and Mayhem. But mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Say that again slow. Mysteries, Mysteries? monsters, and mayhem. <laughs> oh, boy. That way we get to cover anything Tigers. that we find interesting. <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz, lions and tigers yes. and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> so. Okay. So how long have you had the podcast? The podcast is relatively new. We're about a year and a half in now. So. Uh-huh. Good, good. How many episodes do you have out? Just to give me an idea. Let me see. I think we're about to hit 70. Okay. So we is it weekly. once a week, twice a mm-hmm. week? Once a week. Okay. All right. That sounds pretty, pretty right after a year, a year and a half. Now let's get down to the brass tacks. Um, I read short stories 
you only write short stories? No, but that's what, that's been my focus because I just have so much fun with them and <laughs> they pay off a little faster than say writing a novel. Okay. All right. Now tell us, tell us, um, how, how long are short stories? Is there a genre, uh, template, uh, num maximum number of words? Do you have rules that you have to go by? So in general, short stories are going to be, depending on where you look, up to about 8,000 words. Each market is different. Okay. And by market, I mean, say, a magazine or a, okay. yeah, a publisher that does anthologies. So, okay. but typically we'll say about up to 8,000 words. And and that in number of pages, if we're reading them in, in um, a hard copy? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably about... <laughs> well, because I... I would say 15, maybe 10, 15 pages. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. about okay. there. And of course, they can be much shorter than that. Basically, 1,000 to 8,000 would be that. Uh, below 8,000, or sorry, below 1,000 is going to be flash fiction sometimes. Uh -huh. And that'll have its own rules. Some of those flash might be 100 words. fiction. Yeah. Hang on. Flash fiction. What is that? That's just, that's a super short story up to 1,000 words. Sometimes it'll oh. be 100 words and, oh, but it's still got to be a full story. Fla That's flash. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> here, here you see it. Now you see it. Now you don't. It's a great way to work oh. your writing muscles though, and learn how to put a story with a full arc beginning, middle, end. Yeah. And, but get right. that in the right. simplest terms possible and still make it interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's say, well, Let's go back in time. Mm -hmm. you, you, you work with paranormal things. We're going back in time. Um, where were you in high school? Were you in Colorado Springs or elsewhere? I was. I moved here when I was 12. So oh. I've been here the vast majority of my life at this point. <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> but Is it still cold there? Has spring come? You know, it's actually, it's super sunny here. Here's the thing. So because it's so dry, we're so high altitude. Yeah. I live at yeah. 6,500 feet and I don't remember how many Ooh. meters that is. That's okay. We get okay. that. Okay. It's, it's high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's higher than the mountains in the places I lived before. <laughs> and the mountain that I can see from my front window, Pikes Peak is over 14,000 feet. So Okay, so you have a very good perspective up there. Yes. Let's say that. Yeah. So okay. So because it is so dry and so high, if it's high and dry. Yeah. It's it feels warm as long as there's sun down to a pretty low temperature. Uh, so we're pretty lucky. Uh -huh. Like we'll be walking around in, you know, a t shirt and sweatpants or something in and temperatures that would be really cold somewhere else. I know. I have a very close friend who lives in Colorado and just weeks ago, let's say a month ago, it was oh, terrible there. I mean, it was so cold snow everywhere where in other parts of the United States there were, there was no snow. That's tough. That's, but anyway, yeah, we, we're not here no, to we're talk not. about the weather. <laughs> so now we have a sunny Colorado way up in the air at 12 years old you're just getting into high school at 12 almost? i would have been in 14? middle school for two more years yeah here yeah so you went to high school in colorado springs mm -hmm. what was that like for you 
you couldn't wait to get out or was that one of the best times of your life? Well, okay. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Most people. Yeah. I went to a, uh, our high school was on kind of a military base here. There's a lot of military bases in Colorado Springs and and surrounding to be clear. And so ours was Mm -hmm. on an air force Academy. And then our high school was there. You did not have to be air force to go there because I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> so, Ooh, so you were sort of an outcast almost, but, um, but there were other people who weren't part oh, of yeah. the, most of them were life. not part of the academy life. Okay. My problem mm-hmm. personally was that most of them were also well off financially <laughs> and I wasn't. Uh-huh. I see. Ah, uh-huh. So that was a problem here. So that was sort of a social difference that you felt right away. Oh yeah. That's very common in high school. Yeah. It's very common. All right. Now, did you get the seeds of your writing career in that period? I definitely I mean, you was good starting in English creative. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a lot you of were a nerd. Well, no, I had a lot of teachers that were really great about encouraging my writing starting in Good for them. Good for them. Elementary school in those first Ooh. Yeah. So I had some really great. great teachers. Oh, that's fantastic. Amen. And not many people can say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, let's say jump forward a little bit. You're getting out, you're getting your high school degree. And you did you know, were you one of those people that you knew what you wanted to do? You knew where you wanted to go? Oh, sure. And I didn't do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, I knew what I was going to be though. <laughs> Well, what did, what was high on your list then? I wanted to be a surgeon. <laughs> oh my God, I thought you were going to say an astronaut. <laughs> no, I wanted to be a surgeon. And then I got through high school in those years and went, boy, I don't want to do this for eight more years. Or <laughs> Right, right, right. That's, that's that. It was about the schooling, really. I was like, eh, I'm going to do some other things. But you know, that's funny. <laughs> It's funny that you mention medicine mm-hmm. and it would have been, you know, something you could have. But then I ask and I go right to the writing. You could have incorporated that in your writing. Oh, yeah. Has, have you ever? Oh, well, yeah, because that was a, a interest to me anyway. And I'm not a person who gets squeamish about, say, mm. medical things or anything like that. Uh-huh. So, Sure. There's, there's been things that find their way in there that were just Give us an example. Give us an example. Um, well, this isn't about surgeons. The first thing that pops up, I wrote a story about, and it was a horror story, short story, about uh, Siamese twins where one of the twins dies before the other oh. one. I know. <laughs> oh. But I got the, because I found out the famous twins that gave the name Siamese because right. they were, of course, now it'd be Thailand, but mm-hmm. one of them died first. And I was absolutely yeah. horrified to think about the fact that yeah. one of them had to be alive while attached to this person that they'd obviously right. been so close to their right. whole lives. And what would that even be like? Yeah. Now they were what famous, so they weren't like? alone, you know, yeah. but yeah, in yeah, my yeah. story, the person is alone and yeah. and experiencing it and trying to get help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. There's, um, um, you're making me think now, uh, as you speak uh, a while ago, I can't remember what, what it was, but there will be the voice of horror 
in in the series of my podcast, and I can't remember the name offhand, but it was a man who came in and he was a horror expert, mm. a historical horror expert. And so we we got the background, the psychological background of why horror is so appealing. You know, the people who cover their eyes, but they can see through their eyes. And everybody loves that, you know, being on the edge of your seat and, oh my God, no, but they look. Um, and so there is a, a huge appeal, a psychological appeal. But you mentioned paranormal and, you know, paranormal and horror are really two different genres and they're two different audiences almost. Do you, is, do you just dabble from one to the other? Do you concentrate sometimes on one or then on the other? Yeah, I go all over the place. I mean, it, <laughs> it helps that that's just how I am as a person Call a too. Spade, a spade. <laughs> I go on all over the um, place because well, all sorts of things can inspire it. Just like that story I talked about was inspired because I happened to read about the famous Siamese twins and hear right. that detail and yeah. that detail stuck with me. It's whatever sticks with me, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. and it can be, I could be watching a movie or reading a book and have an idea spring from that or a newspaper article or a news story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go now and talk because you also do nonfiction or you did nonfiction. Mm -hmm. What does your nonfiction consist of? My nonfiction book was actually the business of short stories. So because ah. everybody's all about novels all the time and mm -hmm. I came up obviously in this career getting taught about that, but nobody was talking about short stories and I, mm -hmm. I love the form. I love the short form. I love the gratification, the immediate gratification from that. Cause instead like a of piece of chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, the whole process is just, it's fast. It's a roller coaster. It's up and down. And, um, I, I wanted to make sure people knew that you can, there's other options. If you don't want to be a novelist, there's other things that you can do. Uh -huh. And so I took what I've learned so far and put it in that book. And what do you, where do these stories end up? Do you have, um, say, certain magazines, certain, or they change all the time? What is the market like? The market, so specifically for horror and paranormal type things, the market's really good for short stories because it's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it lends itself to, to that. You know, horror in a quick bite, you can keep the suspense going versus in mm -hmm. a novel where you're going to have to, pull back from that suspense a lot more, right? The pacing is going to have to be different. So it really lends itself to horror. But uh, I send out my stories to magazines and anthologies and there's always plenty of them out there. <laughs> uh, another one that huh. lends itself to that mystery. There's a lot of short story publications mm -hmm. out there too. Mm -hmm. And do you mind me asking how is that genre, that, that that size, paid for by the word, by the length, by how, how is that? It really work? varies. That and that's one of the things when you're looking at getting into it, when you're looking at where to send your stories, you also need to consider how much you want to be paid for it and uh -huh. whether you'll take less than that. But some of it's by word and there's what's called pro pay, which will be usually five cents a word or over. And then before mm -hmm. that is semi-pro and then under uh -huh. that is token, which will be say, we'll pay you $5 for a whole story or we'll pay you $50 for a whole story. Oh. It can vary. 
Okay, so anything like 8,000 words, if it's, say, five cents a word, uh, what does that look like? $400? So if Is it's right? eight cents a word, let's see. I could do that right now. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I was so trying to have an 8,000 word zeros. story. It's $640. So, okay. yeah. And I would say $640. most yeah. markets are not paying at that, for example. Okay. Well, that's, that's if it was eight cents a word. Sorry. But um, yeah, most markets aren't playing paying pro, but there are mm -hmm. some that are. Well, I'll, you will I'll not get you. rich off of it. <laughs> I'll say that right now. <laughs> well, look, I'm an academic. Yeah. All of my essays and books never earned that much. <laughs> yeah. no. But the books I wrote, initially just like many books the first year is good the second you know you don't get a vacation out of it but the academic world is different they have different you know scopes and things now let's get to the paranormal because i have to, i'm going to argue with you now mm -hmm. shannon get ready for that okay <laughs> come at me all right so uh <laughs> so you said um that the horror is excellent because for a short story you get that instant you can get you can keep people on the seat of their chair for a long time but as you were talking i'm thinking the paranormal you really have to build up a story mm -hmm. for that paranormal skill or type and maybe am I, I want you to prove me wrong. I want to know, how is it for you? For, in terms of building pa up. Paranormal suspense? stories. No, how do you, are you able to create a short story with a paranormal theme? Is, is it a thriller or a romance paranormal? Oh, absolutely. Romance? You what, can do that with any of those. And, but, and yeah, different things are going to feel different. So example, if I'm writing a, story with a monster in it versus a story with a ghost in it versus a story where it's all psychological like waking up with a dead twin attached to you you know i i uh -huh. it runs the gamut and of course the mood uh -huh. is going to be different and the build-up is going to be different there's not a lot of action if you're attached to somebody who's dead because you can't move yeah and so sure. Yeah, it's just, it's mentally all, what you're trying to do is get the person, your reader engaged. So if paranormal, mm -hmm. you do want to build that up. You don't want to walk in and a ghost is in your face in the first page, right? Right. Look, um, I, tell us some stories. Um, the paranormal short story. Can you tell us a little bit of um, a few stories that, you, they're like your child, children, you're their babies because you really like them more than others. Can you give us, uh, say, the thread, how it evolves? What was paranormal about it? Let's see. So in terms of paranormal, this one, I have one that, for example, there's a mountain city that's pretty touristy and it's called Estes Park here in Colorado. And mm -hmm. there is a, already an urban legend. There's lore about it, about something called the blue mist. Ah. And it was said to creep in the mountains and it's been around right. for ages and ages and ages. And so I'm reading about it and I'm looking for it. And 
there's nothing about what is so scary about this blue mist, just, just this blue <laughs> mist creeps. And so that was yeah. one of the first, one of my earliest stories I got published and it was fun to write and just fun to imagine. Cause I was like, okay, well then what's so scary about it? Let's figure that out. So I said it, I had this crazy prospector in the mountains and, mm -hmm. and he knows about the blue mist and his job basically is to clean up after it. Okay. Is how I set that. And it's just, it's an entity and he's going out and he's cleaning up the morning. We start with him listening to a family who didn't listen to him and went camping and he's listening to them. Oh, dying. You mean he hear voices. Yeah. He's hearing, he's hearing them screaming okay. and you know, okay. he's, he's able to pick out who's being taken out when and, that sort of thing. Okay. And so then he goes out the okay. next day to clean that up. But unfortunately, a mist starts creeping in while he's out there. So he's mm -hmm. out in the middle of it. And it's it's haunting him basically with with the voices of people that he's had to clean up in the past. He's seeing all he's hearing these people that have mm -hmm. died in this mist. And he has to get back to his house, his cabin to be safe from this mist. And so uh -huh. in it, it's just the experience of this entity, right? But it's wrapped in the mist and you, mm -hmm. he only sees something once that's physical. Uh, what did he see? It's, it's, what did he it's see? one of the children. <laughs> it's one of the children. So oh, one of the voices. Yes. That he heard. Yeah. Uh huh. But it's, it's taking this child form to bring him in because this is him learning now because he's never gotten caught in the mist before what it is that pulls these oh. people and gets it so that they can be drawn into the mist okay so but but i i don't want to cut you off but it, it begs the question how does it end i mean how do they all end is it uh, that you really see the end coming does it uh, end with a open ending where you're not exactly sure what happened or does it end with oh my god everybody lived happily ever after and he was saved <laughs> or the poor guy dies in the mist you know how many endings could you so many up? and that's the i will say <laughs> rarely is it a happy ending in horror <laughs> oh, well, oh no! i mean there's a survivor there might be a survivor and in this he lives but for him mm -hmm. it's not really a happy ending he lives but it's to go on with this inevitable cycle of nobody believing him about what's in the mist and him continuing to have to hear these people die over and over and over again and oh. clean up after it. Oh, okay. So that, that's how it ends. Yes. The poor guy, yeah. his life. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. <laughs> have you ever found that you are, that you write say series of short stories? No, I only have done that with my mysteries where it's the same character. Hmm who comes back. I haven't mm -hmm. really done that with horror so far. But but the mysteries are they paranormal mysteries or just mysteries? Just just weird mysteries. I tend okay. to nothing yeah. to do with paranormal. No, nothing to do with paranormal. So I haven't continued mm -hmm. a paranormal story. Hmm. Interesting. No, I'm looking at you and wondering you know you, you how you try to see the wheels that turn in somebody's <laughs> head and figure well, where is she going next and what is she going to do now you know because um and so i'll ask you uh, all right we hang up right we're going to hang up the the interview ends 
And in Colorado, what time is it? It's um, it's twelve thirty. Right, twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. So you have the whole day, really. And how do you organize your day for writing? Do you set certain time slots aside? Are you disciplined? No. <laughs> I love I'm you. Definitely not disciplined. <laughs> but I, I, I call myself a sprint writer because oh, I can get a lot of words on paper because there's always things in your head. It, yeah, sure. I'm sure. Even as a nonfiction writer, you're still thinking through. Of course, what you're going to write of about, course. and that's going through your head, and it gets processed a lot. I, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's happening with me all the time. And by the time I can sit down, then it's like, all right, which one am I going to sit down and work on right now? Which one is drawing me the yeah. most? But no, right, I don't have right. a definite time. I don't necessarily write every day. I might write just a lot in a few days, and then yeah. go. A certain period of time right? right go up on the mountain yeah <laughs> you know um you said you just you never stop thinking you mm-hmm. and it keeps coming and it keeps coming um it made me think of your experience as that uh, book the, the non-fiction mm-hmm. and writers we know that oh this could be said better and you just keep revising 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 it's so hard to just end it with short stories i imagine that's different the baby comes out faster Is yeah, that right? it does it does so it does. as long as for example i don't plot so it's gonna it's boom it's just gonna come out on the paper or it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> ah so you may wake up and think of the storyline but then it takes a life on a life of its own is that what you're saying yeah i don't usually go in knowing how it's gonna end for example or even okay. what I'm going to come how up long, with. How long does it take you to write, uh, say, those 8,000 words? Can you get that done in a day? If you're, I, you know, I have written a story, mind. say, I went for a walk one time, sad, some mm-hmm. guy freaked me out because I go for late night walks. <laughs> and he just happened mm-hmm. to loom up off of his lawn where he must have been messing with a sprinkler or something. But in the middle of the night, somebody looming up. That's freaky. Yeah. And yeah. I came home from that walk and knocked out what probably turned out to be, I'd say like a 5,000 word story that night before Uh I went to bed. So that was Mm -hmm. a matter of hours, but that was me just focused and going, Uh but it can take days. Yeah, sure. Sure. And uh, you know, the revising process is just so uh, grueling, but the way you talk, it sounds like, there's very little re- revision in your, the process that you use. That when you have the story, it just goes down as if you have the the re- right register for the words and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the case, or do you find yourself revising some I, of those stories? I will. I will revise them some because there's going to be something where I read back through and I'm like, this could be, this could be worded better. This could be, I, right. I didn't connect these yeah. two things maybe, right. or I was going somewhere completely uh-huh. different and then uh-huh. took a U-turn. So then you have uh-huh. to fix that. But I usually will set it aside for a while for like at least a week before I revise a short story, because that's the thing about a short yeah. story is it's all still in your head. And so it's easy yeah, yeah. to miss mistakes that you've made because your brain I will see. fill it in. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's say, um, uh, well, have you ever thought of writing erotica? 
Oh, I've considered it. There's good money in that. <laughs> Short story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, ha- what about using, you know, uh, because what I don't like about today, uh, the paranormal genre, romance or thriller, is that it's just overpopulated with shapeshifters. <laughs> and I hate that. I hate that. But but there are other authors who are really, really interesting in the way they bring in the th- paranormal. In, um, in your case, I was thinking, uh, have you ever thought of using, I mean, go full-blown paranormal aliens? With aliens, I haven't. I did write. I have one story out there that has aliens in it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I try it. And it how how was that i mean was it just a, an abduction oh no of- <laughs> there's a there's a i don't know how far chuck e cheese has gotten but there's a kid's restaurant <laughs> and play place basically with video games and little rides and stuff like that called chuck e cheese it's all over the place and uh-huh. i yeah. set it in a place like that it's not chuck e cheese yeah. you can't do that yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's the basically inside the people experiencing this don't see the aliens but what they do is they take over the children ah okay and that goes very bad but it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek horror comedy oh oh (laughs) how was that received good it got published at the place i wrote it for so yeah, it was that's it was, it, just as long fun. as I paid you. Yes, it was <laughs> yeah. fun. Yes, fun. Yeah. Ah. And so, what about the future? Do you can you see yourself going uh, somewhere else with your writing, a different genre? Probably. I, I try and write a lot of things, so I have gotten stuff. While I'm kind of known and branded as a horror author, I've had memoir published. I've had, mm. I've had a straight yours, yeah, or someone. Yeah, else's. but it was just a little snippet. So this was a short story. So it was just one experience of mine, uh, and ah. so that was published. But uh-huh. yeah, I've written crime and mystery that's been published, and humor, and a little bit of sci-fi. So I try and go all over the place not really romance at this point in time but who knows in the future I, are you aware there's horror erotica that there's a oh, whole yeah, line course. yeah <laughs> like i was like yeah. i could i could yeah. branch doing that just to <laughs> yeah well that's why i asked because i know that that's a, a niche you know um mm-hmm. it's not my cup of tea but but i'm i'm really in the um paranormal i think it, just last week i had a a guest on who um, is a uh, forensic psychologist. And she was talking about how the TV series, novels, and a lot of media just don't get it right. They don't get it right. For example, one example was um, they were in, um, in a prison. She had worked in quite a number of prisons. And uh, the investigator found out something and then he picks up his mobile and starts talking to his chief or whatever and she said you can't have a mobile in a prison no one does so why do they put it in the series you know so this it it was it was interesting because she is also um, asked to be a consultant for certain things like that and i was wondering if you had ever 
yourself gone to uh, professionals or consultants that could give you uh, some idea of how things work in the paranormal, in investigations, in homicide or stuff like that because you work with true crime. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I also have two siblings who are cops, for example, and a third third one at the end of this month. And Mm. (laughs) not a direction I was ever going to go, but that's three of my five, you know, my four siblings. Uh, So I can talk to them. And the writing community is such that there's people from all fields. I have a friend who was one of the original FBI profilers. He went through the first class Uh and became one. So I can talk to him about FBI profiling, which is another thing people get terribly wrong, right? At the the TV show Criminal Minds. He hate watches with yeah, his wife. Talking about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his yeah. wife loves the yeah. show and makes him watch it. And he's just like, yeah. we didn't have a jet. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so they didn't yeah. have that kind yeah. of funding. They had a ridiculous. Yeah. So stuff like that, we do a lot. And especially that's one of the reasons I tend to go to mystery writers meetings because they'll bring in all manner oh. of, they'll bring in a forensic psychologist. For example, I went and listened oh. to one of, uh, one of those give a workshop on what writers needed to know. And you know, the, a good writer is going to reach out to the experts and say, Hey, can I ask you some questions yes. or can I get you to read this mm-hmm. and tell me where is this not realistic? So a mystery writers workshop was this, is this an ongoing uh, meeting say once a month, this group meets? Yes. And there's a couple that do. And, but then there's also writers conferences. I got to, of course we had ghost hunters come to one of the writers conferences. And at that night we could go and do a ghost hunt with this, this group. So we do stuff like that too. Now that's nice. Yeah. That's exciting. So you yeah. get to hear, well, here's well. The, here's what we use for this. And here's this meter, you know, here's this monitor that we use. Yeah. So that's fun yeah. too. Yeah. Well, we could go on and on. I, I mean, I might have so many questions. I don't want to keep you, but this <laughs> is a really good idea of the type of work that you do because um, not I've not met many people, many writers that just work with short stories, whatever the genre. I, I right. Haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's this. not common. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Shannon. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me.